So this is the Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight on February 6 and 7, depending on where you are in the world, 2024. And today we're taking a look at this question. In fact, I'll go to the Reddit thread in question. Do normal people ever really wake up, quote unquote, or only people who have always been different? So in other words, and I know people don't like the word awake, which is fair enough. It's a cliched term. It's like a loaded term at this point. But you know what I mean. People who, for example, can look at the NASA, the footage of the NASA Moonlander thing. You know how some people can look at that and think, you know what, that's a joke of an image. In fact, let's go to that image. For those of you who are watching, of course, I do upload these Late Night Truth Lounges as MP3s the next day. And for the MP3 upload, I remove the dead air and all the nonsense before the show begins. And I get rid of any dead air during the show and any nonsense at the end. So the MP3 upload is generally a better product in that sense. But for those of you who are watching the live stream, which is also video based, you can see here this image of the lunar lander, so-called the lunar lander. Let's zoom in here. And those of you who are listening, you know what I'm talking about. You know the footage... You know that story from like the 60s and the the late 60s and the early 70s of how some humans went to the moon and they stayed there for like, what was it, 12 hours or a day or something? And uh, they had this contraption that they were staying in that got them to the moon and then they left the moon in that contraption again. You know that story? Why is it that some people, if you show them this image... They can look at it and think, you know what, that that actually does look a bit suspicious. This is a very strange image, if it's meant to be real, which it is. But then most people, when they look at this, they're like, well, yeah, that's that's a lunar lander. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that thing took people to the moon and, you know, what's the problem? So my question is, how come some people can see this image for what it is and, and most people cannot? And then more importantly, those people who can see this image, they can see through it. Were they always different? And I think this is an important question because some people still seem to believe that, oh, the people are waking up. There's a mass waking up taking place right now. People are waking up. Pawu, as I call it. P-A-W. People are waking up. There's a lot of people who seem to believe or seem to want to believe that the truth is spreading and there's going to be a collective conscious Whatever the hell they call this thing. Yeah, like a hundredth monkey effect. Now, what I'm saying is... Firstly, by the way, the hundredth monkey effect is a hoax. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt by some monkeys washing potatoes on some bullshit island. It's a hoax thing, okay? Never happened. It never will happen. But you know the idea of the hundredth monkey effect. There are people who think, oh, yeah, the truth is spreading. Which, by the way, if they believe that and they're happy believing that, good luck to them. They've got this belief system... And they're happy, so good luck to them. But what I'm trying to get at here is, if it turns out that all of the people watching this stream right now, and all of the people who will listen to this stream tomorrow and the next day, hundreds of people around the world, some of whom are just listening to hate listen to JLB because they believe in my science and they still believe in my moon landings and my outer space and my dinosaurs and my human evolution, and they hate listen to me, that is what some of the audience is. But I would imagine that most of the people who watch or listen to this Late Night Truth Lounge episode number eight, with your main man, JLB, coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, I would imagine that most would agree with me that this lunar lander never landed 
on the so-called, not the real moon, maybe on a, on a production set or something, fine. But this thing did not go to the moon. And those humans did not go to the moon. Period. And so let's just take that as one litmus test for if people can see. One rudimentary but still useful litmus test for assessing can people see stuff. So let's just say there's a couple hundred people around the world who are hearing these words right now or watching the stream right now. And they can see that this lunar lander is a joke. My question is, how many of those people were different from childhood? Because my current working theory is that almost all of you were. Almost all of you were different back in school. Yes, back in primary school or elementary school, whatever you call it in your country. You were already different in one way or another. Maybe you read books when the other kids didn't. Or maybe you liked to ask questions when the other kids weren't as interested in that stuff. Or maybe you enjoyed spending time by yourself when the other kids always needed to have um, you know, other people to talk to and constant uh, stimulation from other people and conversations, what have you. You were happy just walking around and looking at trees or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, there was something about you that was different, is my guess, for the vast majority of you. And for me as well, of course. And now if that's the case, then that makes it all the more ridiculous and absurd for anybody to think that they can walk up to the average person, the regular person, the normal person, and tell them anything, or show them any image from NASA, or do anything that could possibly get that person to deviate from the norm and disbelieve in the moon landings, for just one example. So that's my theory at the moment. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through your replies in the live stream chat, and your replies on the YouTube video that I uploaded a couple of weeks ago, and your replies in the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit thread that I made, let's go through people's responses. Because my question in the subreddit thread, and my question in that video was, are some people different, but they've always been different. Now notice I'm using the word different. I'm not saying better, or smarter, or superior, because I don't believe that just because you can see through the NASA nonsense makes you or makes me better, or smarter, or superior to the average person. I've got a different theory about that which maybe we'll come back to later on in the presentation. What I'm trying to get at is, have those of us who see through this nonsense always been different? Because I believe the answer is, in most cases, with very rare exception, yes. So that is what we're talking about today. Let's go to the live stream chat to see what people are talking about. We've got about 30 people watching from around the world right now as we speak. Let's take a look at this. Let's find, uh, what am I gonna do here? How about I go to this? Open up a new window, paste, and go. So I'll read out some of your comments. I've got some voicemails to play as well. A few voicemails have come through, which I'm looking forward to playing for all of you and responding to. So let's zoom into the live stream comments for those of you who are watching this as a video presentation. We've got with us, Thirst for Truth, Ack All Day, Clockwork113, I love that username, Clockwork113. They're all saying hello. Katerina is in the room. She says the sound is good. Thank you, Katerina. Jindalee, Rob Files, 737, Croc, Owl Master, Owly Guring, Dharma Queen, and Hoax Me Softly. That's a cool username. There's some cool usernames in there. So Dharma Queen says that some probably love, hate, listen, JLB. That's a very good point, Dharma Queen. There are some people out there who they a little bit like me or love my work or whatever, but they also a little bit dislike me or hate me or my work. There's a kind of like a battle between two voices in their head. On the one hand, 
It's like they agree with me about this particular topic or that particular topic, or they find it very amusing when I mock the other team, right? So, for example, somebody who doesn't believe in heliocentrism, they find it very funny when I mock the heliocentrists. When I'm doing that, they love me. But then when I mock the flat earthers, well, now they hate me, a lot of them, you see. So it's kind of like they want to love me, but they want to hate me. They can't really decide. It just depends on what I'm talking about at that particular time. Yes, I think that is common for, you know, possibly the majority of my listeners, actually. It could be the case that the majority of my listeners and my YouTube viewers and the readers on the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit, it could be the case the majority of them have this mixed feeling about me. They love me when I'm attacking their supposed enemies. They hate me when I'm attacking their belief system, their own belief systems. Which is a strange way to be. I kind of feel sorry for these people. But yeah, that's probably how most of them are, to tell you the truth. And I don't blame them. Because imagine if you had a belief system that meant a lot to you. And then someone like me, and in part of your belief system is there's an enemy. So, again, to use the shape of the earth example, suppose you're convinced that NASA believers and scientism fanboys are your enemies or you don't like them, you've got a problem with them. Yeah, of course you're going to love it when someone like me uploads a video taking the piss out of those people. Of course. But then you might click onto one of my videos one day or listen to one of my podcasts or live streams, and here I am mocking the flat earthers and the people who still, after nine years, after nine years, still haven't figured out that the whole flat earth thing was one gigantic piss take and they got taken for a ride. Imagine being stuck in that mindset. I am sympathetic to these people. I think it'd be better for them and for me if they stopped hating me, though. Like, I'm just a guy with opinions. I'm just some dude sitting here behind a blue microphone in beautiful little Plovdiv, Bulgaria, some city that most people have never heard of apart from me talking about it. And then even after I talk about it, they still don't even know where I am. I've heard people talking about me, and they're like, where is he? Is he in Belarus? And I'm like, no, I'm not in Belarus. I'm in Bulgaria, a city called Plovdiv. I start my videos typically by saying, coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I must have said it 100, 200, 500, maybe a thousand times by now. So even after people have heard me talk about Plovdiv, they still don't know about this city. So I live in a city that no one really knows about. Almost nobody knows about outside of, you know, Eastern Europe, Southeastern Europe. I'm just some dude with opinions. So why would you hate me? Even if I'm saying stuff you disagree with, why would you hate me? How does that help you? And if you can't stop the hate, why even listen? There's an endless amount of content out there. I'll tell you why they still listen, folks. Because they still kind of love me as well. They're just waiting for the next time I mock their enemies. And then they're straight back on the bed. Yeah, JLB, we love... Yeah, we're your biggest fan again. Because you're mocking the heliocentrists. We love... We love JLB. And then a couple days later, I'm like, Hey, I've got a problem with these flat earthers. And they're like, No, 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 JLB. No, no, we hate it. We hate it. We hate you again, JLB. How dare you? How dare you? All right. So, let's have a look here. Hoax Me Softly says, I've always been weird. There we go. So we've got one person saying that, in their opinion, they've always been weird. A little bit weird, a little bit strange. Yes, I think that's true of most of us. So, let's go and take a look at some of the first responses I got. So this is the thread on Conspiracy No Poll, which is a subreddit with over 60,000 subscribers and a few hundred regular visitors or users. And there's all kinds of topics discussed. All kinds of alternative conspiracy or truth-supposed, truth-related topics, but without the blue versus red political nonsense. And it's a subreddit that I personally quite happen to like. Now, I posted a thread on there a couple weeks ago, 11 days ago. 
saying, do normal people ever really wake up or only people who have always been different? And then I talk about how I don't like to use words like wake up or whatever, but you know what I mean. And then I use the example of the lunar lander. I say, do totally normal people, regular people, suddenly wake up one day and begin to see? Or were these people always different from normal people around them? Because this is something that I discussed with a guest on the conversations a couple of weeks ago, you see. We went into some detail about it. And so Luke told me that when he was a child, he was the guest on conversations that I linked to on that post, that he'd always felt different from his friends. Even though he had friends and he played sport and did the normal things, he always felt different is what he told me. So we spent some time talking about that. So my question was, do normal people ever really wake up or have they always been different? So let me just zoom in a little bit further here to make it more clear for those of you who are watching along on the live stream. So the top response to that thread on conspiracy, no poll, subreddit is from Injured Coldwave, who says this, I agree with this. My siblings and I were raised under the same circumstances, but turned out with very different views and beliefs. My personal interest in unusual subjects began very early in childhood, and my siblings never really developed any interests beyond the typical ones of sports and jobs, etc. I think there is a fundamental difference in perception that brings these changes about. I have zero interest in waking anybody up. Being different is in many ways difficult and not enjoyable. I'm not sure why I would want to subject someone to it, to waking up, who's comfortable in an ordinary life. That is a terrific response. So Indrid Colwave is saying that yes, they turned out different to their own siblings, despite similar upbringings. They turned out different. And they don't want to wake anybody up because it is, in some ways, Indrid Colwave says, a difficult life which I think a lot of you, if you're being honest, would agree with. Wouldn't it be nice to just be normal? Wouldn't it be nice to believe what the rest of the people believe? So, for example, suppose you're at a birthday party, just for an example, and then somebody brings up the Indian moon landing, right? Oh, the Indians are... People are just making conversation, right? And someone says, oh, did you see the news about the Indians landed on the moon? Wouldn't it be nice if you could believe that this story was real, and people are like, yeah, it's good to see India advancing in their science program and maybe they're going to put a man on the moon. And and you could actually believe all of this stuff and be like, oh, yeah, well, actually, I read a news story saying that the Indian uh, mission is going to put people on the moon within five years. So we'll get to live stream and, and be excited in the same way that the normal people are. Wouldn't that be nice? Instead of standing there thinking, I can either pretend to believe what these people believe, I can keep my mouth shut, or I can say what I really believe and probably these people are going to think I'm crazy or get defensive and attack me, all the rest of it. None of those options really seem ideal. Whereas if you did believe this crap, you wouldn't even be thinking about this. You would just just be like the others. Now, that's just one example, maybe not the best example, but I think you can see the point I'm trying to make. Wouldn't life be easier if you just believed what the rest of the hive minds believed? Wouldn't life be easier, at least in some ways? I think it would. Okay, the next top response was from Additional Fox. What the hell? How is this a second top response? This damn fool says, Do be careful. This idea is inherently supremacist. The idea that some people are asleep and are going to stay that way forever. Don't allow this view to dig you deeper by convincing you everyone outside it is not worth listening to. Well, in fairness, I didn't say that these people are not worth listening to on any topic. And my personal view is that just because somebody doesn't I mean, let's go back to that Moonlander image. There are some people, some intelligent, creative, 
funny, decent people, good people, who they see this image and they see a they see a real lunar lander, a thing that actually went to the moon, and it housed people on the moon, and then it got people back from them. That's what they see. They're still intelligent. They're still they can still they can still some of them be entertaining or witty. They can be creative in their own way. They can still be decent people, good people, possibly even better people than me. So I'm not saying that I'm supreme to them just because they look at this and they believe it's real, necessarily. Although, you've got to start to ask some questions, folks. At some point, you've got to start to wonder, what the hell is with these people? You know what I'm trying to say? You've got to start to wonder, what what kind of realm are we living in? Where the average person actually believes in invisible body-possessing demons, and if the TV tells them to stay home, guys, there's an invisible body-possessing demon on the loose because some guy ate a bat in China and then he got sick and he got on a plane or he got... The the, the invisible body-possessing demon went from his body to somebody else's body and that person got on a plane and then they flew to some other country and it was in an airport. So then the demon possessed a whole bunch of other people's bodies and now it's spread around the world. So now you have to stay home for a few months until the demon takes on another form or until we come up with an with some kind of uh, ritual to put you through we will somehow put a chemical in your body that will save you from the demon how can it be that the majority of people believe all of this crap how especially the inter- the relatively intelligent ones how do they believe this at some point you've got to start to wonder if maybe humans are not all fundamentally the same i know they teach you that we're all the same I know they taught you that at school. I know they taught you that with TV and movies and other propaganda. I understand that. And probably you can never break free from the shackles of this programming. I understand. But at a certain point, some people have to start asking the question, are there some fundamental differences between those who can see and those who cannot? I think it's okay to ask the question. I don't think it's a supremacist thing to do that. But that's just my opinion. I'm here to get your opinions, folks. You see, what I'm doing with this series and with all my content, all of this stuff I've been doing for almost a decade now, you understand I keep copies of all this stuff. So even if YouTube deletes me or deletes my videos, it doesn't matter. I've got copies. So I kind of feel like an archivist of the so-called truth scene on YouTube and on Reddit. I kind of feel like I am archiving the thoughts of some of the brightest minds in the English-speaking world. Because I think it'd be really cool if you could go back, say, 30 years suppose there was a way that they had this kind of uh, communication technology and we could see what were the the people who figured out some of the media deceptions for instance what were they talking about what did they believe did they believe that people were waking up did they believe there was going to be a hundredth monkey effect did they believe that oh if we just speak to the average people and show them the information that shows that the tv was lying blah 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 that they'll eventually wake up what were people saying 20 30 years ago in terms of this kind of communication, it's difficult to know because we didn't have this kind of, you know, anyone can now live stream and take comments and use Reddit. It just didn't exist 30 years ago. There are books and magazines that you can read and so forth to get some idea. But in terms of just the regular people, the people who don't write books, they don't write articles, they don't produce anything, but they do leave comments at least. It's a difficult, uh, it was, it's difficult to know that they were thinking 20, 30 years ago, these people, the regular people, the regular people involved in this kind of, you know, discussion. What were they thinking? What they're saying? Well, I'm archiving that here, folks, for the future. So that in 20 years, if I get someone coming to me and saying, oh, 
20 years ago, you, you know, I'll be like, hold on a second here, Chief. I've got the documents from 20 years ago. I know what people were saying. And I still had some of the brightest minds in the entire so-called truth scene back in the 2010s and 20s. They were still going on about the freaking shape of the earth. And they still believed it was flat in 2024. So don't come and talk to me about people being awake. Even the brighter people who worked out the outer spaces hoax, even they were still stuck on FE. Or they were stuck on my Mandela effects. Or my TR4NY. Yeah, that's what they were stuck on. And they couldn't get past it. Because even the brighter ones were very limited. And they were conditioned, they were programmed by the so-called truth material on YouTube. So don't come and try and tell me that back in the 2010s or the 2020s, there was some growing truth. No, that's not true. And I've got the documents. I asked these people for their opinions. And then I read their opinions. And I responded to their opinions. And then I recorded with these live streams. And the podcasts that I do. And the threads that I put on Conspiracy Nepal. It's all there. And you can see that even the brighter ones, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Okay? Okay. All right, let's go to the uh, live stream comments. Yes, indeed. Have I lost you all? Let's go and take a look. All right. What else have we got here? We've got with us, Benton is in the room. YouTube is here, who says that he wants to believe. Mason Free says hello, hello to you as well. Olive Mule says that's not how demons work. That's how they believe it. What I'm trying to explain to you, Olive Mule, and apologies if you understood what I was trying to say and I didn't understand your response. There are people out there, the regular people, the people who you work with, the people who live nearby you in your neighborhood, the people who you pass at the supermarket or at the vegetable market. These people actually believe that there is and was an invisible body-possessing demon that could take over their body and then take over other people's bodies and then spread across a neighborhood, a city, a country, the whole freaking world. And most of them also believe, well, it's a good thing we've got the government there because they can tell everybody to stay home for months on end. And that way we can all stay safe from the freaking demon. The invisible demon, mind you. This V-I-R-U-S, you've never seen one. All you've seen is images of them. Fake, clearly fake images, CGI images. Oh, but JLB, don't you know they've got these electron... Yeah, tell me about these electron mic... How many electron microscopes have you used? None. (laughs) Zero is how many you've used. So you've never seen one of these V-I-R-U-S's. They're invisible. And what do they do? They possess your body. They spread from your body to somebody else. They cause you illness. They They cause you death. But luckily, we've got the clergy, and they can save us from the demon... If we just take their sacrament, their little thing in the arm. Oh, yeah, that'll save us from the demon. All right, what does YouTube say? Oh, the timeout is way too long. YouTube, you are one of the reasons I put that timeout option in there. And for listeners who don't know what that is, on YouTube, you can set a thing where people can't leave too many comments in a row. And you can set it for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. So I've set the function at 60 seconds. So somebody leaves a comment... They have to wait 60 seconds before they can leave another live stream comment. It's called the timeout function. So these people aren't getting banned or anything. But once they leave a comment, they can't leave another for 60 seconds. Now, YouTube, God love you, God bless you, my friend. You were one of the reasons I put that function in there. Because for the first couple episodes of this season, the late night truth down season, you and the other FE believers were flooding the chat with your FE nonsense. Okay? That's what you were doing. Don't deny it. I've got the documents. I've got the records. 
And I was like, I'm sick of my live stream chat, which does have some intelligent people. There are some intelligent, insightful people there. Maybe not the majority, but there are quite a few. And I'm sick of their comments getting drowned out by these F.E. dogmatists and cultists. So I thought, if I put the 60-second timeout function in, that'll make it harder for you to flood my live stream chat with your utter nonsense. And evidently, it's working. So thank you for the feedback. Thank you very much. You've brought a smile to my dial. Okay, Lord Rollo is in the live stream chat. I'll tell you what, I'm half tempted to call him and get him on this show right now. Should I do it? If I get five affirmatives, I'm going to try and call Rollo and get him on the show live right now for Late Night Truth Lounge episode number eight. He might be under the influence. What's the time right now in Australia? It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he could already be half a bottle of vodka in. But he could still be good value. So we might get Rollo on the show. If I get five people saying you think that's a good idea. They lie... Uh, sorry, let's try this again. They lie we see says greetings from Yucatan. Well, greetings to you as well. So let's go to some of the comments that were left on my video that I uploaded. Here's the first 30 or 60 seconds of that video to give more context about this discussion. Hello, friends. So the question today, the question du jour, as my old friend Jeffrey would say is, are some people destined from birth to never be able to think for themselves in opposition to the the majority? Are some people simply hardwired from a young age, from birth, to never have the capacity to think a thought that goes against either their conditioning or what the hive mind thinks? That's the question, and I posted this question to the Conspiracy No Pole subreddit, and somebody put forward the idea that there is a correlation between blood type and people's ability to see. So I want to show you that right now. If you are short of time, by the way, because we've got a So that's just a few seconds. It was a 20-minute video where I was on camera, and I don't really make many cam uh, videos on camera these days because my webcam is broken, but for that... Uh, video, I used my Canon PowerShot and I set it up behind my laptop and then I just, in my editor, used the footage from the camera and then overlaid that over the screen share footage and that's why you can see me on camera for that video. So that YouTube video got about 700 views and it got 46 comments. So what I'm going to do now is read the top couple of comments that were left on that video, which is what I said I would do when I uploaded that video. I said, guys, you give me your comments and I will read them out and respond to them on the next Late Night Truth Lounge, which is what we're doing. So, the imponderable says, when so this is the top comment on that YouTube video that I just published. This says, when I was nine, I got my first eye test. I learned I needed glasses. Once I had the glasses, it shocked me immensely to realize that for all these years, everyone could see the board from anywhere in the room but I had to sit closer to really read it. I felt like I had been duped, lied to, shut out of a truth. That event never left, never left me, I should say, and it shaped me into who I am. Unfortunately, when I go to my comments on the YouTube version, it cuts them out after four lines. What if I zoom out? Can I see more of the comment? Hmm, yes I can. All right, so I just have to zoom out a little bit. So that event never left me and shaped who I am. The idea that with the right filters, one can see more. Some people are like 
the me without glasses, thinking that what they see is everything there is to see in life and reality. And I'll zoom out further so we can read more of this comment. And others choose to put on glasses a la they live, to use a tired reference. So this is, this is actually a terrific com- uh, comment, I should say. The Imponderables is saying that when they were young, they needed actual glasses to see, to visibly see, you know, words and stuff on the, on the whiteboard. And what they're saying is that when they put those glasses on and they saw clearly, they couldn't believe that up until that point, what they thought was normal vision was actually very blurry. And so they're using that as an analogy for people who think they've got the world figured out, but actually uh, their vision in this metaphor, this metaphorical sense, is very blurred. And I like that metaphor, I like that analogy, that's good stuff. All right, the next most upvoted comment was from Thundernut, Thundernut6, who says, The more I learn, the more I don't know. David Peterson said, I noticed in, you know, the uh, 2020 thing, that most people in my family who believed in it were higher educated and doing better. Basically, the system works for them and they don't have to want to question it in life. They're doing better in life. They just wanted to get the, you know, the thing, the protection from the the invisible body possessing demon and get over it. Where the majority of us, the poorer ones, the system doesn't work for us and we don't trust the system. I don't think it's got to do with blood type. Because as I said in that video that I played for you a moment ago, which led to all these comments that I'm now reading, somebody on the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit left a comment saying that they think there's a correlation between people's blood type and whether or not they can see, which is an interesting theory, and I'm very much open-minded to it. I would like to see some data on that, though, and I'm not sure where you would find that kind of data. The only thing you could do, I suppose, is if you could find a group of, I don't know, a few dozen people who, for example, can see through the NASA nonsense and then determine if they have a blood... If you could determine that the distribution of their blood types was different from the regular population. And you would need quite a few people, a decent sample size, maybe a couple hundred, actually. You'd need some kind of decent sample size. And then if you found that the distribution of blood types among the NASA unbelievers was different to the regular population distribution then you'd have something to work from. But how are you going to do that? How are you going to... like? And I doubt that anybody's done any studies on this. So at the moment, I don't think we have that information available. And we probably won't. I can't see how it would uh, come about. But if there was some way to do that, to get a bunch of NASA non-believers together and to look at things like blood type or eye color or other characteristics, even to do with their upbringing, the size of their family, or uh, where were they in the childhood order? Were they the oldest child, the middle, the youngest? Or did they change schools often? Or did they get expelled from school? Or were they actually good at school academically? I'm going to suggest to you guys that most people in this corner of the internet were either mediocre or worse students, is what I would suggest. Because what, and that's no, I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I'm not trying to put anybody down. But if you do well at school, you will probably go on to further education which means further indoctrination. And then a huge part of your identity will be, well, I'm smart. I went to university. I went to college. I learned all of these things. Now I've got this white-collar job and I've got this relatively well-respected place in society. It becomes part of their identity, their ego. So why would they ever go against the hive mind? Why would they go against the system? On a non-conscious level, they're far more 
in the Borg, as it were. They've been consumed by the Borg. So I'm going to guess that most of you watching or listening to this, most of you, not all of you, most of you probably did not go into further education. You didn't receive further indoctrination, which is one of the reasons why you're here, I would suggest. But there are some of you, a minority, who did go on to further education. And despite the further indoctrination, you somehow made it out with your mind intact. But anyhow, I'm getting sidetracked. So let's get back to these comments that were left on my YouTube video. Because I did say, guys, if you leave a comment, I'm going to read it out. And that's what I'm doing. So uh, let's have a look here. So, so by the way, thank you, David Peterson, for the comment. What he's saying is that the people who are doing well in life, in the world, in the system, they were less likely to see, which is true, definitely. So RLP says some people just can't be reached. They're too far gone. They're down the gurgler. Yes, indeed. Excessive MC says, I feel it comes down to a person's, one, ego, their ability to fight through their cognitive dissonance, which is part of their natural defense mechanism, and two, their emotional attachment to a belief system that simply does not exist. Some of us can see the magician's tricks without having to be told. Others require more of our understanding and patience. I remember being 10 years old in a classroom trying to figure out why on earth the rocket was, the rocket, I should say, was bouncing around like a helium balloon during the ignition sequence start? Now I'm nine years into my learning and capable of deep discussion based on the fakery I was exposed to as a child. I find it both a very dark but fascinating subject of mind control. People cannot answer simple questions such as the distance to the sun, the presupposed axial rotation angle, and the speed of rotation yet they will defend their beliefs to the death without question. That is another excellent comment. Now, that's from Excessive MC, whose username is not familiar to me. I'm not familiar with it. That's very interesting. Excessive MC, if you hear this podcast or if you're watching the live stream, thank you for leaving that comment. That's terrific. So you say you've been involved in this for nine years. That takes us back to 2015. So I'm guessing you got into all of this, at least in part, due to that FE thing that swept the uh, internet and the truth scene nine years ago. I'm guessing that that played at least some part in you being here. So now my question for you, Excessive MC, if you're out there anywhere around the world, what do you think about the FE thing now? Do you still believe that those FE pushers were ever going to take down NASA, which was their claim, by the way, folks. That was what they were saying. We're going to take down NASA. There were some people saying, it's going to go from 5% to 95% overnight. Right, as in... Firstly, they never had 5% of the population on their side. Not even close. But even if they did, which they didn't, not, if, not even within two orders of magnitude, but let's pretend they did. The idea that somehow it was going to go from 5% to 95% overnight was utterly absurd from the outset. And I said as much at the time. And this is all documented. They actually, Some of these people actually believed they were part of a movement that was going to take down NASA. Goodness gracious me. And so anyway, a lot of people still to this day actually believe this crap. And you know why? Same as the people who go to university or college and they become further indoctrinated with nonsense programming, becomes part of their identity, they can't let it go. Same with the people who spend 2015, 16, 17, whatever year, watching all these videos about FE, becoming brainwashed with the FE belief system and the idea that they're part of a movement. Same thing, they can't let it go now. It's part of their identity. A lot of them will, if they haven't let go of it yet, they never will. They're just as hopelessly stuck with that belief system as the scientists and believers are, to my spinning ball earths. Same thing. 
Same thing. People can be programmed so easily. In fact, they program themselves, don't they? They sit there and watch YouTube video after YouTube video or TikTok after TikTok, just confirming what they already believe and further reinforcing what they already believe and programming themselves. That's why you've got these people going around saying that this celebrity, you know, that's a man, that's a woman. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to be too specific about it because we're on YouTube right now, but you know what I'm talking about. The people who will say that this celebrity who presents as a man, oh, that's actually a woman. Or that celebrity that presents as a woman, that's actually a man. Same problem. They've watched all these videos with this psychic driving of, that's a man. Those are man hands. See these hands? Those are man hands. Look at that Adam's apple. That's a man, baby. <laughs> they watch this stuff for hours. Some of these people are watching this stuff for hours and hours and hours, just programming themselves. And then that's all they see is TR4NNIES. That's all they see now. And they can't undo the programming. Humans are very good at having program. Like humans are very good at receiving programming. They're terrible at undoing the programming. Absolutely terrible. Even the smart ones, folks. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Same as the people who are like, every pro sports event is rigged. Every, any EPL, any Premier League match, right? Any Champions League match, any NFL match, any boxing match, any major tennis event, any of them, all rigged from the start. Like these players are all in on it, right? There are people who believe that. Why do they believe this? I'll put to you, it's at least in part because they've been listening to people telling them this stuff and it's just programming going into their brain. This is rigged. It's scripted. This is scripted. See the score. See how the score finished 6-3. That's scripted. That's scripted. Oh, it's all scripted. It's all rigged. They're just getting programmed over and over. And now they actually believe all pro sports are fully rigged. They've got zero evidence for that. None. Not a shred. But they fully believe all pro sports are rigged. And I believe that's because, at least in part, they've allowed themselves to be programmed by the so-called truth movement, by these truth-tellers and gurus on YouTube and TikTok and what have you. And they don't realize they've just been programmed. Just as bad as the scientism defenders who went to university and got programmed there. They've been programmed with this other stuff. With the TR4NNIES, or my Mandela effects, or all pro sports are rigged, or my flat earths, all of this stuff. Just programming. Just programming. That's all it is. And they can't undo it. It's a sad state of affairs, Jerry. All right, let's go to the next top comment that was left. The unlisted 6046 says, Hands up, I was the weirdo, or to say odd one out. Girl in the middle, two brothers, same environment, food, school, but different planet. I need to thank you for pulling me out of the box. You and the people you interview here have given me the best education. You saved me, to say. Holy crap. What a terrific comment. The unlisted 6046 is saying that she was the middle. She was the middle sister. She had an older brother and a younger brother. She had the same upbringing as them, the food, the same school. But she's turned out totally different to them. And she seems to be thanking me for pulling her out of the, the programming, I suppose. Me and the people who I interview... She says, I've given her the best education. And then she says, you saved me. Well, that is a very lovely thing to say. What's this username? The unlisted 6046. That's a very lovely thing to say. I'm not sure if I saved you. I'm not sure if anyone saved you. Probably what happened was you heard me or my guests or other people, and then you've gone and done your own research, and that research has helped you to undo the programming. That's probably what's happened. I don't think anything that I say or any of my videos or articles can have that bigger influence. 
to, to save anybody. But what they can do, hopefully, is encourage people to go and do their own work and their own research. And people who do that can then undo the programming in their own minds. And that can be beneficial. So thank you for the kind words. And I'm sure that my work has been beneficial. I don't think it's saved anybody. That's pretty full on. But probably you saved yourself because you've heard something that I've said or one of my videos or something. And then you've gone and done your own research and realized they were lying to you about whatever topic. And you don't really specify what topic it was. But let's just say that you used to believe, for example, let me think of an example. Let me Suppose you used to believe that there were these invisible body-possessing demons on the loose. Maybe you heard me or one of my guests on my shows talk about how we don't believe in it. And here's why. And maybe then you've gone and looked into, well, what is the evidence that these demons exist? And you've discovered that there isn't any. And then you've undone your own programming. That's how this tends to work. People who just watch material or just listen to people, it's just, it's, it doesn't really do anything. But the people who use that to then go and do their own research in their own time, read books or read scientific studies or even just jot down on a piece of paper, what do I think is my evidence for that belief? Is it as strong? Is the evidence as strong as I thought it was? This is how you can unprogram, deprogram as I call it. But that is a lovely comment. Thank you, the unlisted 6046. In fact, you have just won yourself. A one-month membership to johnthebond.com on the house. Email johnthebond123 at gmail.com and mention this comment and I'll hook you up with a one-month membership to johnthebond.com on the house. That is my offer to you. And in fact, I'll make the same offer to Excessive MC. This person who was talking about how it comes down to people's egos and remembering that when they were 10, they were trying to figure out about the rocket, all that kind of stuff. Send me an email, johnthebond123gmail.com. Mention this comment. And I will hook you up with a one-month membership to johnthebond.com on the house. And once you've got that membership, you can then go and check out my latest video series, Falling Down the Rabbit Hole. Now, in this series, I go through a bunch of evidence. I'm talking dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of things that have happened in different pop culture and news stories. We're talking movies, TV shows, songs. Before the event that seem to have quote-unquote predicted what happened in 2020. And I know a lot of people think, oh, well, uh, you know, it's all predictive programming. And I'm like, yeah, that that idea of... This idea of predictive programming, you have been programmed by the so-called truthers and truth-tellers with the idea of predictive programming. That is also a hoax. And it's not the explanation. There's a different explanation for why this stuff happens. But I'll tell you right now, it's a little bit spooky. Once you get to the bottom of all of it, it's a little bit spooky what's really going on in this world. It's not as simple as my predictive programming's, oh no. It's much more tremendous and significant and profound than that. Oh yes. And most people aren't ready for it. But if you think that you are, go and check out Falling Down the Rabbit Hole. So far, this is a three-part series, a three-video-slash-podcast series, where I talk about a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, I might just give you guys a... For those of you who are listening right now to this Late Night Truth Lounge, I might just give you a, a basic idea. What do I talk about? I talk about this movie Falling Down, which was released on the same day as the World Trade Center bombings in 1993. Those World Trade Center bombings are encoded in the phone number of the Millennium Hilton that was standing across from the World Trade Center that day. They had the phone number 212-693-2001. Of course, 2001 was the year of the... September 11 event, the World Trade Center bombings, the date of that is also in that phone number, 212-693. So 2 2 
693. It's in there. There's just that one little one that's kind of uh, in the way. But you've got that phone number. The date of the bombings at the World Trade Center are also in the phone number, as is 2001. That's the phone number of the Millennium Hilton that was sitting across from the World Trade Center on the day of the September 11 attacks. The World Trade Center bombings in 93 occurred on the same day that Falling Down was released. Now, Falling Down, Falling Down, I should say, has a running time of 113 minutes. If you go and check out this movie, Falling Down, you'll notice in one scene where the main character loses his cool and decides to basically kind of beat up the, or assault or kind of um, cause problems for the shopkeeper, there's a key shot where he's holding his corona bat, he's holding the bat in front of a corona sign, right? Now, how come we have this 2020 event where everything shuts down? Why did that happen? Supposedly because some guy ate a bat in China. Well, in this film, Falling Down, that was released on the same day as the World Trade Center bombings, which is, is encoded in the phone number of the Millennium Hilton, which looks just like a black monolith sitting across from the World Trade Center on September 11. In this film, he's holding the bat, and there's one shot where it's right in front of the corona sign, the bat and the corona in Falling Down. Now, you might think, well, who cares? It's a bunch of coincidences. I'm just telling you this because that's what got me looking into a whole bunch of other stuff. And what I found has to be seen to be believed. So go and check out, if you are a member of JohnTheBond.com, falling down the rabbit hole. So far, the feedback for this has been terrific. So thanks to those of you who have left comments on falling down the rabbit hole. So far, a three-part series. The next couple of parts are coming very shortly. Anyhow, what you can also check out at JohnTheBond.com is our member Discord call from a couple of weeks ago where we were looking at this film, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. So we spent some time talking about the film, different scenes in the film, different ideas that came up in the film. And we do this every two weeks. We get together and discuss a different film. So that was a couple of weeks ago. We discussed Ex Machina and a lot of topics and discussion came out of that one, as you would hope given the philosophical nature of that film. More recently, we looked at Maybe Logic, which is a documentary about Robert Anton Wilson. In fact, I published that one just a couple of days ago. So that's Maybe Logic. So that's two member Discord calls that we've had so far for the year. The next member Discord call is not this weekend, but the weekend after that, we're looking at the film Ghost 1990. And then two weeks after that, we're looking at, I think They Live is next. Or is it Inception? I've got a schedule, so you can just go and look at the schedule. And every call for this year has been planned out. In fact, why don't we go and take a look at that schedule? Why not? What do we have to lose here? Let's go and take a look at this. Which films are we discussing for these John LeBond member Discord calls? Well, what I do is... I get together with the members of the website who want to come and join me, and we discuss the film. I record it, then I edit it, I include the clips, make it all sound nice and professional, then I publish it for the members at johnthebond.com. And it can range anywhere from one to three hours, broken up into two or three parts. And the first two calls this year were three hours each, and we like to just discuss the film, different ideas of the film, especially if the films are, like I said, philosophical, existential. We like to discuss different ideas, using the film as a basis for discussing what we think about this world that we live in. So what is the schedule? What's coming up? So we've done Ex Machina. Like I said, we've got three hours waiting for those of you who haven't listened to it yet. We discussed Robert Anton Wilson, Maybe Logic, The Weekend Just Gone. Next, The next one on February 17th is Ghost. After, oh, Dark City is the next one. That's the one. Then we're going to talk about Dark City. After that, we're discussing Outbreak. Then after that, Being John Malkovich. After that one, Inception. Then They Live. Then Hellraiser. Ooh, then Cube, 1997. Then Fight Club. Now we're into June. We've got The Shining. Then The Village. Then Network. 
Pump up the volume, 1990. Yeah, yeah, boy. Then in August, um, because I planned this schedule ahead of time, obviously. In August, we're looking at two dinosaur films, The Land Before Time, and then after that, Jurassic Park, and then after that, The Truman Show, then A Scanner Darkly by Richard Linklater. I think that one is. I think A Scanner Darkly is Linklater. Then Eyes Wide Shut, then The Mask, a personal favourite, then The Dark Knight 2008, then Vanilla Sky 2001, then the number 23. So those are the movies that we're going to be taking a look at for the Members Club Call. Every, every two weeks we're doing another member call. Every two weeks we get together, me and the members of JohnTheBond.com, and we discuss these films, like I said, as a basis for broader discussion. So for example, in Ex Machina, let's go and take a look at this one. In Ex Machina, you've got this robot who seems very intelligent. Is she actually intelligent? That is the test that one of the main characters is there to perform to determine if this robot actually has achieved artificial intelligence, true intelligence. And so we see over the course of the film that she, I'm going to spoil it for you guys, she deceives at least one of the humans, if not more. The humans are deceiving each other. There's a lot of deception going on. And it leads to the question, is that part of being a human? Deceiving one another. Because a lot of people like to imagine, oh, I'm not a liar. I don't deceive people. I tell people the truth. I believe the truth is the most important thing. Blah, blah, blah. But is that really true? Or do humans engage in deception quite naturally? Is deception a natural part of being a human? Deceiving the other humans? These are the kinds of things that we discuss. Now, that's just one example. There was probably 10, 20 different topics that came up over the course of that particular call. The point I'm making is we don't just talk about the film and, well, I liked this character. Well, I didn't like the... I didn't like the dialogue in it. No, it's not, this, it's not just looking at the film. It's like, well, what questions do these films open up? And that's what we like to do. So, yes, that's for members of JohnLeBon.com. I also published recently a White Pill podcast. I spoke to two parents who recently gave birth to their first child, and they were able to entirely avoid the medical industrial complex. So there was no radiating the baby in the womb. None. They did not have their baby radiated. Not once. Because you know how a lot of parents, these almost all parents, they radiate their babies in the womb. They ra- That's what they do. Or they go to a place where someone else radiates the baby. And you might be, th- you might be thinking, Jelby, what are you talking about? I'm talking about so-called ultrasound, which is actually radiation. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. This, and that, it is an acknowledged fact. Now, you might think, oh, well, it must be harmless because otherwise, why would they let us do it? And if that's what you're thinking right now, you must be new to JohnLeBond.com. You must be very new here. Very new. And uh, I don't have time to get into those black pills. What I do have time to talk about is the white pill. So guess what? There are some people out there, they avoid the baby radiation. And when their baby is born, if he's a boy, they avoid the baby mutilation. And they avoid the V ination that I'm talking about. They avoid the radiation, the mutilation, and the V ination. It can be done. So I spoke with two parents who have a relatively young baby, and they wanted to talk about how they avoided the medical industrial complex. And they said to me that some of my material, exposing some of these things about the radiation, what have you, they said that it had some positive impact on them going into their own research and realizing the levels of deception that are involved in the medical industrial complex, particularly to do with obstetrics and baby care and what have you. Basically, what they said was that my material helped them in some way, which means a lot to me. 
and if my material over the past 10 years has helped even one baby to avoid being radiated in the womb, then that makes my day. And I have received some feedback over the years that that is indeed the case, that some people didn't understand, they, had no, they had no idea that the radiation was potentially harmful until they heard me going on about it. Then they went and did their own research and they discovered this is in fact the case and so they avoided the radiation of their baby. And so, yeah, not many people. I think I've been doing this for about 10 years. I might have only had a truly positive impact on who knows how many people. Maybe it's 5, 10, 20. We don't really know. But it's not that. In the grand scheme of the world, I'm not making any big difference to the world. But if I have helped even one baby to avoid the radiation, that makes me feel better. It makes me feel better about my life. Yeah. But for those of you who are listening out there who radiated your own babies, I'm not judging you for that. You probably didn't know any better. So... I hope you don't beat yourself up about that. How are you supposed to know? They tell you that it's sound. That's why they call it sound. It's just sound. Somehow they can use sound to show you images of the baby in the womb. That should be the first red flag right there, that it's not just sound. That should be your first, like, maybe this isn't just sound. And of course, it's not just sound. There's not a single creature on earth that can hear this stuff because it's not sound. They just call it that. It is, in fact, non-ionizing radiation. Oh, it's non-ionizing. It must be safe. What do you think your microwave is? Would you put your baby in a microwave? I don't think you'd do that. Well, why don't you go and Google, what is my microwave oven? How does it heat food? What does it use to do that? Oh, it uses non-ionizing radiation. Hmm, interesting. So if non-ionizing radiation can heat up your uh, leftover food from yesterday, if non-ionizing radiation can do that, maybe it's more than just sound regardless of what they call it. Maybe, maybe, possibly, why not look into it? But I warn you, folks, if this is all new to you, get ready for one hell of a black pill, my goodness gracious me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, indeed. What a time to be alive, folks. What a time to be alive. Hranitilni stoinosti. Hmm. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I had this podcast with the White Peel Podcast with Jesse and Elise. That is available to members of JohnTheBond.com. I published that one on February 2. And the feedback for that one has been sensational. In fact, a couple of people have left comments saying, JLB, we want more of this White Peel material. And I'm like, guys, so do I. I want, I, I want to believe that there are people out there who hear information like this, who then act upon it and get better outcomes for their babies. I want to believe that. So if there are any other parents out there who are listening to me right now all around the world for the Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight, via johnthebond.com, who have avoided the medical industrial complex because you did your own research and realized that that's not a place you want to be. You know those buildings with the angel wings and the snake in the logo? You know those buildings, the so-called hospitals? Maybe not the place you want to be bringing life into the world. Maybe. Maybe it's right there in front of you in the symbol it's right there on the sign. You take me to a building and its logo features angel wings and snakes. I'm probably thinking to myself, this might not be the place I want to be right now. But in our reality, in this world, that's where people go to have babies. The majority of people. That's where they go to bring life into the world. Goodness gracious. Anyway, so if there's some parents out there and you also avoided the medical industrial complex... And you want to share your story the same way that Jesse and Elise did, 
get in contact with me, johnlebonmontes3gmail.com. I would love to have you as a guest for a special one-off podcast, the way that I did with Jesse and Elise. Terrific episode. So if you are a member of johnlebon.com, go and check that out. In just the last two weeks, I've published two member Discord calls. I've published three parts, four hours total, of my Falling Down the Rabbit Hole series based on sync and what I think this reality really is. And this White Pill podcast. A lot of content waiting for you at johnlebon.com right now. Yes, indeed. So let's get back to the live stream comments. How many people are watching live, by the way? Oh, we've got 54. Goodness gracious. It was only 30 not long ago. I'm going to read some of your live stream comments. Then we're getting back to the replies that were left to my Conspiracy No Poll subreddit thread and my YouTube video. Of course, if you're joining us late, the question is, and it's a very straightforward question, if you consider yourself to be awake or to have eyes to see, or to be more aware of how the world really works, or however you conceptualize it, think about it, express it. My question for you is, were you always different? Even going back to early school, were you reading more books than the other kids? Were you more interested in, say, documentaries rather than watching uh, cartoons? Were you asking more questions of the adults? Did you spend more time with adults and just listen to their conversation and pick certain things up? Whatever the case is, were you different from the other kids? And I believe the answer for most of you is yes, you were always different. I believe that is the case. So that was what I asked in my Conspiracy No Poll subreddit thread about two weeks ago. That's what I asked in my video. Were you always different? And the reason why I think this is important is because if it turns out that most people who see through this silly lunar land, let's go back to that. If it turns out that most people who can see through this, it wasn't like they were just a totally normal person and then one day snapped out of it. No, they're always different. Then this should be instructive, informative, I think, in considering, is there any chance for the masses to ever wake up to anything? And in my opinion, the answer is no. And I'll go even further. The masses don't need to wake up, man. They're happy. They're quite content. Just waking up, pressing the alarm clock, going, having their breakfast, having a shower, brushing their teeth, getting a coffee on the way to work, getting to work, saying hello to people, doing whatever their job is, going to meetings, pushing paper, or if they work in construction, getting to the construction site, again, having a coffee or having their fucking chocolate, what is it, coffee, milk, you know, or the, or the, the caffeine drinks, whatever they drink, and then, you know, moving around heavy stuff and hammering nails and whatever they're doing, constructing stuff. Like whatever they're, or in a factory, they get to the factory, they have their coffee, read the newspaper, I guess the newspapers aren't as common. I used to work in a factory, and we did have newspapers. Do they still have newspapers? I'm not sure they do. Maybe they're just, maybe they're just sitting on their smartphones in the you know before work starts, just scrolling on their phone, then going and moving boxes around, and then taking pellets off trucks and putting more pellets on the truck, finishing work like so whatever their job is. Then they finish their shift. They finish their job. <coughs> Pardon me. So they finish their work, and then they drive home. And then they get home and they put the TV on, they jump on their iPad, they watch TikTok videos, they go to bed, and then they wake up and do it all again the next day. And then on the weekends, they go out to barbecues or to parties, or maybe they just drink at home, it doesn't really, they go to the bar, they, whatever. And guess what, folks, they're happy. The majority of the people, the masses, are quite content. They don't need to wake up to anything at all, period. Now, of course, you might say to me, but JLB, isn't that a bit contradictory? Didn't you say that you're happy if the babies avoid the radiation? Well, that's the one thing. 
I wish it'd be nice if more babies could avoid being radiated in the womb and avoid being mutilated at birth and V anated shortly after birth. Yes, that'd be a good thing in my in my world. I would like to see less of those things happening to babies, to innocent little humans. Yes, of course. But those babies who do get radiated, mutilated, V-anated, they're going to grow up to be perfectly happy little uh, worker drones or welfare drones or whatever. They're going to be happy. They're going to be happier than most of you and most of them are going to be happier than me as well. The masses don't need to wake up. No, they don't. And if you disagree, let me know in the comment section right now. Let me know in the live stream. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think deep down you know that I'm right. The masses are quite happy. Believing they live on a giant spinning ball going around the sun on a planet that used to be inhabited by giant lizard birds and they evolved from simpler creatures over hundreds of thousands or millions of years and there's invisible body-possessing demons on the loose and we can trust the government to save us from the demons and they're happy going to the buildings with the snakes and the angel wings because they think that those people are their friends, they're here to save them. They believe all of this crap and guess what, they're happy. I believe most of them are happy. Yes, some of them are depressed because they something bad happened, someone died, or their pet got sick. They go through periods of sadness like we all do. I'm not saying all the normies are happy all the time. I'm just saying they're generally content with their lives, folks. They are. Are you content with your life? Be honest. Most of you are not. Be honest, folks. Don't lie to me. Do not lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Deep down, most of you are not really content with your life in the way that you would be if you were normal, like all of these other lemmings. They're happy because they fit in. with It's a natural human thing to want to fit in, folks. And once you start to see through this NASA nonsense, you no longer fit in. Because all of the other people, the lemmings, they see this and they see amazing technology that went to the moon. Okay, that's what they see. And you no longer see that. So you no longer fit in. And that kind of sucks, if we're being honest, folks. If we're being really honest on this Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight, on February 6 and 7, 2024, it kind of sucks that we don't fit in with the regular people anymore. We can put on a mask and we can pretend, sure, but it's not, it's not the same, is it? It's not the same as just fitting in, yeah? That's why a lot of you are still stuck in the FE nonsense, because at least you fit in there with all the other FE believers. If you were to go out on your own and stop believing the FE nonsense, then you would be on your own. You'd rather be in the group. Humans are social creatures. Humans are a hive mind creature. And so if you can't be part of the mainstream, you want to be part of the popular alternative. Well, guess what? Be part of FE. Now you're part of the the mainstream alternative, as it were. But to be on your own, to be a true skeptic and deprogram your own brain... Mm-mm. That means going out on your own, and humans don't like doing that. They want to belong to a tribe. They're tribal creatures, you see. And that's one of the reasons why this FE nonsense still pervades to this day, nine years later. Goodness gracious me. What a time to be alive. So let's go and check out some of the live stream comments. Sorry, guys, I was meant to come back and read them. After almost 60 people watching live around the world. Okay, so Olive, Olive Mule says, I don't hate you, bro. Let's zoom in for those of you who are watching live on the uh, live stream. So, let's get back to that. Well, I lost the comment. There's too many comments here. Can I scroll back? Let's scroll back. Oh, I lost the comment. Hmm. All right, I'll just find a different comment to read instead. 
Orly Guring says varicose veins hurts on its why are you talking about varicose veins? Am I missing something here? Okay. Eccentric Views says hello everyone. Hello to you as well, Eccentric Views. Let's see. YouTube says my eyes are green and I only found out recently 2% of people have green eyes. That's very interesting, YouTube. Would you like to guess what color my eyes are? Hmm. Sean Hamer says, could it be that being met with disrespect and obligation at every stage of my life that made me different? Well, Sean, I don't know what your personal circumstances are when you talk about being met with disrespect and obligation at every stage of your life. I guess you're talking about your parents. Maybe they were too strict or too demanding or too emotionally abusive. A lot of people in this corner of the internet had emotionally abusive parents. A lot. And I know that because I interview a lot of people. And I've spoken to a lot of people. And I read the comments of a lot of people. And I take this information in. And I now suspect, maybe not the majority of people here, but an above average percentage, that is compared to the regular population, of people in this corner of the internet had emotionally abusive parents. That's my current suspicion. I wonder how many, I wonder in the regular population how many parents are emotionally abusive. I honestly don't know. Is it 5%? Is it 50%? I honestly don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I might have to do some research. What do the, what do the official studies say on that? What percentage of parents emotionally abuse their kids? Make them feel guilty. For example, use that guilt, like constantly guilt trip their kids, constantly making their kids feel sad allowing their own negative emotions to permeate into the children's day-to-day life, blackmailing their kids, threatening their kids, using their kids for social scoring points and what have you. How many parents are emotionally abusive? I don't know. I would suggest that if your parents were emotionally abusive, probably your parents, probably your problems started before then. Probably your parents radiated you in the womb. So, and I, I would say that parents who radiate their babies in the womb, from that point forward, it's probably only down from there, I would say, in most cases. I mean, who the hell, who the hell wants to radiate babies, man? Now, of course, you can make up the justification, the excuse, well, they don't know any better. Sure. If, if a human doesn't even know not to cook their own baby in the womb, if they can't even figure that out for themselves, probably they're, they're going to struggle as parents in a lot of ways. Probably. Anyway, Olive Mule says, I was horrible at school. I did really good and graduated from electrical school with certifications. I am and will always be a devout follower of Jesus and his Catholic church that he founded. Well, you know what? If the Bible and if the Catholic church and your faith makes you feel better about your life, then fair enough. Some people say that we all need to believe in something. Go Away says, I have a master's degree and a decent job. I just follow this stuff for the uh, I don't know really. So when you say this stuff, you mean channels like mine. Well, there must be a reason, go away. You've been commenting on my videos for years now, years and years and years, possibly half a decade or more. So there must be a reason why you still come and check out my live streams when I do them. There must be. Are you a hate listener per chance? Do you listen to JLBE because you enjoy hating me when I mock the spinning ball earth? Is that it? Maybe you believe in, maybe you loved dinosaurs as a kid and you never grew out of it. So when you hear me mocking the dinosaurs, you like getting angry about that. How can this guy, how can this JLB guy say that dinosaurs don't exist? I actually happened to see some dinosaurs at a museum. 
I saw them, and my friend at university, he studied paleontology, so I think if dinosaurs were fake, I would know by now. So how can this JLB guy say that they're fake? I'm going to tune in every time he talks about them and get angry, because I like getting angry at people like JLB. Maybe, I don't know. Serene says that I believe that we had less than ideal... Ooh, this is interesting. Serene says I believe that we had less than ideal childhoods, and so we learned that authority could be untrustworthy. Yes, Serene, I think you have hit the nail on the head. Or as Bapa would say, I think you've hit the nail with the hammer. I think you're right on the money. Yes, I think a lot of people in this corner of the internet, something bad has happened, either to do with how their parents raised them, or some horrific event. Maybe they lost a, a parent early, or maybe their parents sort of lost the house in some kind of mortgage issue, or maybe their uncle was a drug addict and did some bad shit. Who knows? But in a lot of cases... I think a lot of people who were here, something really bad happened to them. And it caused them, whether they were conscious of it or not, to question things in a way that other people hadn't questioned them. Yes, I think a lot of people who were here, something happened in childhood. Or maybe multiple things happened in childhood. And that is why they were different. Maybe they still fit in at school and everything, but there was something in their mind that was different. And then only later in life they realized that there are some serious questions about my moon landings, my giant spinning balls, my dinosaurs, my ancient extinct lizard birds, my human evolution theory, and my history, guys. You know, there are some serious question marks about what you think happened 2,000 years ago. I've spoken about all of that in previous episodes. Ollie Guring says, take down NASA, lol. Yeah, this is no word of a lie, brother. Back in 2015, and I should know, in case a lot of you guys are probably new here, you might not realize that back in 2015, the first weekly live stream on YouTube interviewing the Flat Earthers was hosted by this strange dude who lived in Brisbane at the time. He was about 27 years old. Some people said that he was too smooth of a talker, too smooth of an operator. He must have been sent by my CIAs. How can a 27-year-old communicate so well and run such a terrific live stream, so well polished and produced, he must have been sent by my alphabet agencies. And he was the first guy to interview people on a weekly basis on this topic of Flat Earth back when it was new. And that guy's name was John LeBon. Oh, John LeBon. Or is it Lester Nidian? John LeBon. We're going to get that song going, folks. You know, my favorite song. I try not to sing these days, but I can't help myself on these live streams. Every now and then, I need to sing a song. And I was just singing the John LeBon song. Let's see if we can find it. There it is. The John LeBon song. Yes, indeed, folks. We're going to play some John LeBon song. That's right. Back in 2015, the host of the first weekly live show, Talking to Flat Earth People. It was hosted by yours truly, believe it or not. And it was around about that time that some people were asking some serious questions about this John LeBon character. How can a 27 or 28-year-old dude from Brisbane... How can he be so smooth at what he does? He must have been trained. He must be Jesuit trained, they said. And they even started making songs about me. John Le Bon, or is it less than Nidia? 
John Laban, or is it less than medium? Cause if you say that you're a shill, the things that you say, and you can sit on that fence all day. That's enough of that. That is the John LeBon song by Troll Access, uploaded February of 2016. So that is eight years ago, folks. Goodness gracious me. All right, so let's get back to the live stream comments then. Sean Hamer says, John, as I remember it, you were always applying skepticism. It was refreshing at a time when the alternative was being conspirited away by infiltration and lack of scrutiny. Well, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been skeptical from the outset. Now, I did get caught up in some bullshit belief systems. I did. I think almost everybody does when you first get to this corner of the internet. So I have not been perfect. And probably even to this day, there's still some things that I don't know or things that I think that I know that are going to turn out to be untrue. Probably. But if you look through my canon of work over the last 10 years, you can see a consistent approach of trying to work out what is the evidence? And asking people, what do you believe and why? And some people, they've got good information and I've learned from them. And I've adopted it into my belief system, my framework. I ask people, what do you believe and why? And I listen to them. And I respond to what they say. And then sometimes we have productive conversations, productive dialogues, productive correspondence. Yes. And then I have also discovered a lot of people, when you ask them, why do you believe that? They've got nothing. Nothing at all. They're absolutely certain of all of this stuff. And then you say, okay, why do you believe that? They've got nothing. Zero. They might have some appeals to authority. But in terms of substance, they got nothing. That goes for the normies, the regular people. It also goes for most people in this corner of the internet. Most people in this corner of the internet still believe in ancient Rome, ancient China, ancient Greece. They still believe in it. Yes. That's just one example. And so anyway, my point is, yeah, the skepticism is the one consistent thing that I've had going for me. Uh, from the beginning. And it's probably why I was the first person in the English-speaking world to say that this thing that happened in 2020 is in fact a hoax. Now, some people are like, JLB, you weren't the first. And I'm like, okay, let me show you the evidence of when I uploaded my video about it, which was in January of 2020. It was January, I want to say 17. But in the event, I've got it all documented on my website, johnabond.com. If you can find anybody who called this an HOAX before I did, let me know, and then I'll call that person the first in the English-speaking world. Anyhow, the point of my story is, yes, skepticism has been very useful for me over the years, and hopefully I've helped some people see the value of it. Again, I don't think I'm saving anybody, or I don't think I'm really... I can't really help anybody. People have to help themselves. But if they hear me say something, and then they go and do their own research, that is, they deprogram themselves, they're like, okay, why do I believe that? What is the evidence? Why do I believe that ultrasound is safe for the baby? And then if they go and do their own research, they're going to eventually discover that they've been completely deceived. So you see, they've helped themselves. But if my work can encourage anybody to go and help themselves, that means a lot to me. And I th I'm very confident, based on the correspondence I've received over the last 10 years, that that is the case. Not going to change the world. Not even going to save or help or encourage thousands of people. But even just a few dozen people out there who've gotten some real value from what I do. I hope so because I've put a lot of time and effort into this. A lot of time and a lot of effort. And you know what? There's about 85 people around the world who support what I do at johnthebond.com and at bondversations.com. So if you like what I do and you want more of my material, 
go to bondversations.com or johnthebond.com and sign up as a member. That's an idea. If you feel like what I've done has helped you in some way, that's one thing you can do. That's one idea that you can consider. But you don't have to do that either. You can just ignore what I just said and uh, just be like, yeah, that job guy, he helped me. And that's it. No reciprocation. You don't have to reciprocate in this world, folks. You do not have to. That is definitely not something you have to do. Okay, so... Dees Nataz says, Deception is inherent. Uh, see, now I'm losing... We've got lots of comments, folks. I keep losing my spot. Let's scroll down a little bit. Okay, Dees Nataz says, Deception is inherent to the material realm. Venus flytrap, camouflaged stick bugs, deep sea anglerfish, etc. I agree with you. So, suppose you've got a person, they're going out, and they are looking... They're trying to attract a companion, for argument's sake. And suppose that person applies some chemicals to their face to make themselves look prettier. Is this deception? Some might say yes. Or suppose a person goes out and they behave a different way. In in normal circumstances, they swear or they smoke or they carry on like a pork chop. But when they're trying to attract a companion, they don't do these things. They wait until they've attracted a companion and then a few months into the relationship their normal habits creep back in. Is this deception? Some people might say yes, and yet it is normal, and most people accept it. Makeup, changing behavior for a short period until you've got somebody attracted to you and now you can go back to your normal habits. These kinds of things. Even just lying about it. People lie about their height. Guys lie about their height all the time. It's really phenomenal. I've had guys, I've seen guys who have said that they're six foot tall and they're shorter than me. And I'm like, no, I'm just a smidgen under six foot. And you're shorter than me, so you're not six foot. Now, I don't say this out loud. I don't embarrass them. But I've been in situations, in social situations, where I've heard guys claim to be six foot tall. And I'm like, that can't be possible because you're shorter than me. But you see what I'm trying to say? I've seen this multiple times. I don't think there's any five foot 11 guys left in the world. Any guy who's 5'10 or above is just saying he's six foot. Which I don't, I don't blame these guys for doing that, by the way. It, there's just a lot of pressure now to be six foot tall. It's the new standard. But, uh, yeah, so just deception. People just lie. People lie all the freaking time, man. All the time. It's phenomenal. Especially for those of us who don't make a habit of lying about this kind of stuff. And some of us, it takes us a long time to realize just how much other people are lying about all kinds of things. Yeah, deception. I think humans are deceptive creatures by nature. I think they are. And I think those who are not, those who don't go around trying to deceive by nature... They're the odd ones. They're the ones who are not, like, they're not normal. That You might even say, I don't use the word faulty or uh, defective. But the humans who are not adapting, see, humans are adaptive creatures. The humans who don't adapt to the situation and just partake, for example, for ex- now, I don't use online dating, but I understand that in the online dating world, guys are all, a lot of guys are lying about being six foot tall. Now, if you were 5'11", but you were like, no, I'm not going to lie about it and say that I'm six foot. I'm going to tell the truth, all the truth, and nothing but the truth, right? Well, that's a, that's a maladaptive practice because you are going to get, in theory, less matches than the guys who just lie about it, you see. So in a way, it's kind of defective, to be honest. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Now, this might... Some of you might be like, no, that's not true, blah, blah. Okay, these are the kinds of conversations that we have on those member Discord calls that I told you about earlier. These are the kinds of conversations that we have. And there's a lot of robust disagreement. 
where someone says, well, I think this, and then it's okay, why do you think that? Here's what I think, here's my example, blah, blah, blah. It's very rare that we all arrive at the end on the same page, but these are the kind of discussions that we have. And these are the kinds of discussions you're not going to have in your normal everyday life, I'm going to put to you. And even the rest of the people in this corner of the internet, I don't think they're having these kinds of conversations, most of them. They're too busy talking about the latest news story. Yeah. They're too busy talking about the other, oh, there's a paid shill, this guy's a shill, that guy's a shill, blah, blah, blah. They're too busy saying that this celebrity's a man or this celebrity's a woman. All the other crap these people talk about, just utter nonsense. Most of the people you listen to in this corner of the internet are just talking nonsense. Non-stop nonsense. It's phenomenal. Anyhow, where was I? So I'm going to read some more of your live stream comments in just a moment. Oh, by the way, so the point of my story is if you want to have these kinds of conversations, genuine conversations about life and how we live and what it means to be here and what this world really is and what are the best ways to live our lives and what is right and what is wrong and why do we think that challenging our beliefs, if you like that kind of conversation, johnthebond.com is a place for you to be. In my personal opinion. Now, I've got some good news for you all. It turns out that you can leave a voicemail for johnthebond.com. It is free. I pay 20 bucks a month for this service, so it costs you nothing, and you can leave a voicemail. It's very easy. And guess what? A number of people did. So what I'm going to do right now is play some of those voicemails. Beginning with Lindsay left this voicemail a week or so ago. Let's take a listen to this. Hey, JLB. You asked if we wanted more late night truth lounges. Personally, yes. I would love more. Okay, so let me know in the live stream chat if that came through clearly. You should have heard Lindsay talking about the late night truth lounges. So let me know in the live stream chat. Did that audio come through clear? I'll play it one more time. Hey, JLB. You asked if we wanted more late night truth lounges. Personally, yes. I would love more. Thank you, Lindsay, for the comment. So in case that audio didn't come through clearly, Lindsay says, JLB, you asked if you want more late night truth lounges. The answer is yes. I really appreciate that. Guys, let me know through voicemails, through emails, maybe even through sending a tip. There's a support page at johnthebond.com. Let me know in some capacity, in some way, that you like this kind of content and you want to see more of it. At the moment, I'm doing these shows, what, once every few weeks? I could do these shows once a week. It's really not that difficult for me to sit here for two hours and talk. It's really pretty straightforward. And then what do I do the next day? I just rip the MP3, the, I download the video, rip it to MP3, cut out the dead air, and then re-render it, and then upload it as a podcast. That takes maybe an hour. That's really not that much time. I'm happy to do that and then make this available to everybody. And so far, the episode's been getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of streams slash downloads. So clearly people... Uh, consuming the content, it would seem as though they're enjoying the content. I just want some positive affirmations, either through voicemails or emails or tips. One of the three. Send me an email saying, JLB, I like your content. Here's why I like it. Here's this question you asked. Here's my, like, engage with it. Or leave a voicemail like Lindsay did. Or send me a tip. Do something to let me know that you value this. And I will do it more often. I'll do this once a week if you guys want. I could do this show once a week. Maybe every Tuesday, every Wednesday. I'd be happy to set aside the time to do it if people actually enjoy the show. Let's go to the next voicemail. Now, this one comes to us from Mike. I know what this one is. Let's listen to this. Hey, John, since you're not a flat earther, not a globe earther, what are you? So the question from Mike, thank you to both Lindsay and to Mike for the voicemails, by the way. I thought Lindsay's was a lot better than Mike's, but Mike's question is, 
JLB, since you're not a flat earther, and since you're not a ball earther, what are you? Okay, so uh, Mike is probably relatively new to my material. Anybody who's been here since 2015 or 2016 should know the answer to this question. But basically, if I can boil it down, it goes like this. We were raised to believe we live in a giant spinning ball. And that there's this place called outer space. And most of you should be aware by now that this is a load of bollocks. Then there's these other people who are like, oh, no, we know that that's all. That you, that you, like The truth that you've worked out, that space is fake and NASA's fake. Yeah, we worked it out, too. We worked out the Earth is flat. And so they suck in people, well-meaning people, and they program with flat Earth. But as I have explained over the years, flat Earth is in fact a hoax and nobody died, nobody got hurt trying to take down NASA. Which leads people to wonder, okay then, JLB, what is it then? Because I've only got two possibilities in my head. It's either Coke or Pepsi. It's Trump or Hillary. It's flat Earth or spitting ball Earth. I can't possibly ima- I can't possibly use my brain to come up with a different explanation. So tell me what it is, is what people come and say to me. Maybe not in those exact words. So if you go to johnthebond.com and just type in cosmology, all right, just type in cosmology at johnthebond.com in the search bar, there is this show called The Alternative Cosmology Show, which I published back in 2017. Now, the video is currently private, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to reset this to public so that anybody, in this, in this video, the point of my story is in this video, I spend two hours going through all of the available evidence, the real evidence, the empirical information that we have available to us. And then I say, based on the information that we do have, here is the most logical explanation for this place in terms of the so-called shape of the earth really is. So for you, Mike, I'm going to fix this up. This is currently set to private. I'm going to make it public again. For you, Mike, if anybody else is interested, go to johnlebond.com and type in cosmology and you will get a two-hour explanation going through all the important information that leads me to my conclusion. For you, Mike, that's what I'll do because that's the kind of guy that I am. All righty. Next voicemail is from Gabriel. Now, by the way, guys, if you go to johnlebond.com, you can leave. You don't need to be a member. You do not need to be a member of johnlebond.com. You can just go to johnthebond.com and in the sidebar you'll see the voicemail message uh, system. It's very straightforward to use, just like Lindsay did, just like Mike did, and just like Gabriel did. So this is Gabriel from Poland. Let's listen to what he has to say. Hello, Noble John. Gabriel from Poland here. I just wanted to tell you that I really appreciate what you're doing. I really like that you're questioning supposedly obvious truths with hammer to the face of hypocrisy and I would like to support you with a full membership but I can't right now and no I don't want it cheaper I don't care if you don't want it cheaper I will offer you a half price membership to johnthebond.com because obviously in Poland the economy and the value of your currency is not as strong as the western world for you just email me johnthebond123gmail.com and I'll hook you up with a half price membership I can't give you a membership for free. I try to avoid doing that unless I get a really terrific comment like we did earlier in the show. But generally speaking, if I give away stuff for free, people don't value it. That's one of the issues with humans. When they get stuff for free, they don't value it. If they have to pay for it, they value it. It's a really strange thing. So I get better engagement on my material from the members of JohnTheBond.com than I do from this public stuff, which has 10 times the audience. Now think about that. I can publish something publicly... And you can get 500 views or listens. Some even get a 1,000 or more. But I get better engagement 
and higher engagement rates from the stuff I publish just for the members, even though the audience there is significantly smaller. Why is that? Because when people pay for something, they value it. Yes, that is how the world works. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. I'm just telling you how it is. So if I give my material away for free, would people value it? For, I'll give you an example. This is the Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight. This is the eighth time I've done this. And I get voicemails from people telling me they like the show. I get the occasional email from people saying they like the show or the comments, right? The live stream, people saying that they love my monologues, dissing the spinning ball earthers. So there's all these people who say that they like what I'm doing. How many tips do you think this has generated? Me doing this. From the hundreds and hundreds of listeners who I put this content out for, and I do these live streams, they're about two hours long, and then I spend about an hour the next day uploading it as a podcast so people who can't listen live can still listen on delay. I cut out the dead air, I make it sound better. So I'm putting my time and effort into this. And I'm saying stuff in a way that you can't... Other people don't do this, okay? There's no one doing it quite like I do. It's that simple. Skepticism, if you value that, I'm the guy doing that. How many tips do you think this has generated? None. Zero. Zero. Even though this content gets hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners all around the world every episode, not a single tip, because it's for free. But if I was just to publish this for the members of JohnTheBond.com, it would generate more money, more engagement, more discussion, which is the main thing I'm trying to do here, get some discussion going. People value what they pay for, and people don't value stuff as free. That's just how the world works, my friend. So I can't give you, uh, Gabriel from Poland, a free membership. What I can do is give you a half-price membership. Email me, johnthebond3gmail.com, and you get a half-price membership for johnthebond.com. That is my offer to you, my friend. Now, you did leave a much longer comment than that. We'll just play a little bit more of this. Let's take a look. This will just motivate me to make more income so I can support you properly. Yeah, you should go and earn more money. The way I see it is either you are spending your time researching, creating content, or you're spending your time at a job earning money. And if you're spending your time at a job earning money, which is probably the smart thing to do with your life, you should have a lot of money. Even if you're in Poland, a full-time worker should have enough money to live a comfortable life. Back when I had a full-time job, my life was so comfortable. I was saving money without even trying. When you have a full-time job, you just get money in the bank every two weeks. It's incredible. So all these people who are like, oh, I don't have the money. I'm like, what, what the hell are you doing then? What are you doing to have no money? Do you, do you have a job? Yes. So where's all the money going? And of course, the answer is most people are terrible with money. They don't teach budgeting in schools. At least they didn't back when I was in school. Most people are atrocious with money. They don't even know where their money's going. So they're giving up their life, they're giving up their finite time to a job for money, and then they've got no money. They're wasting their lives by their own testimony. Goodness gracious me. I'm kind of looking forward to it, maybe in a year or two, going back to the regular workforce, after spending so many years just being dedicated to research and content creation. I'll feel like I've done my bit to uh, spread the good word of skepticism, and I've had my fun traveling the world and doing what I've done. And then I'll just go back to the normie world and leave all this behind and just enjoy getting all this money in my bank for doing what? Turning up to an office five days a week? I'm telling you guys, I was saving thousands, thousands and thousands without even trying to save because I'm not a retard with money. And anybody who comes to me and they've got a full-time job, but they say they don't have money, I think to myself, this person is very dim-witted, very dim-witted. So they're giving up their life. They're giving up... There, you only get one shot at this life, folks, and you're giving it up for money, which makes sense to me. I think it's a smart thing to do. I've done it before. I'll probably do it again. So you're giving up your life for money. And then at the end of that, you don't have money? Where's it all going? Jesus Christ. So people who tell me that they value this stuff, but they don't put their time into it, and they've got no money for it, 
Don't tell me you value it. You don't. You value what you spend your money on. That could be alcohol. That could be drugs. That could be prostitution. It could be tattoos. It could be Netflix. It could be video games. It could be a gambling addiction. It could be going out dating and spending hundreds of dollars on dates that go nowhere. It could be who knows what it is. But that is what you value. Don't come and tell me that you value research and content creation and skepticism. If you're not putting your time into it and you're not putting your money into it, you're putting nothing into it. You're just consuming it. That's not the same as valuing it, in my personal opinion. Just my opinion. Let's carry on with this uh, voicemail message. Which, by the way, you don't have to value this stuff. You don't have to. You can value whatever you want. I'm saying just being honest with yourself what you value. If you really valued it, you put your time into it. But you'd prefer to make actual money at a real job. That makes perfect sense. At the real job, you get paid money. What do you do with the money? If you don't then put that money into the projects of people who do this kind of content, don't say you value it. You don't value it. You value alcohol, drugs, uh, buying clothes, new clothes, new fashion, going out. That's what you value, and that's fine. Just be honest about it. And don't pretend as though there's some evil, overarching hierarchy of people keeping the truth. No, no one's doing that. The truth is not being hidden, my friends. It's just that no one really gives a shit about it. So very few people put their time and effort into it. And that's why we end up in the situation that we're in. Because people actually value different things. They don't value this kind of stuff. Some people do, don't get me wrong. But most people don't. And you can see that by where they put their time and their effort. You can see it. Where's their time going? To a job for money. Okay. Where's the money go? Alcohol, drugs, fashion, holiday. Okay. That's what humans value. Humans don't really value independent research and content creation. If they did, they would put their time into it. Or the time that's going to get money, they put their money into it. They don't do either of those things. You can see this is a very straight... When you take a step back and think about it, this is very straightforward stuff, folks. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Someone comes to me and says, you know what, JLB, you're right. I do give up my life for money. And I do spend my money on alcohol, drugs, prostitutes, clothes, fashion, food. I'll be like, fair enough, dude. I pre- That seems like a cool life to me. Maybe that's what I'll do with my life in a couple of years, actually. Once I'm done with all this research and content creation. Maybe in a couple of years, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's fair enough. I respect it. I respect people who know what they value and what they say they value is backed up by their actions. I respect it. So to all the hedonists out there, to the self-avowed, self-admitted, self-aware hedonists who give up their time for money and spend their money on things that make them feel good, like alcohol, drugs, and all the other things, I say good on you guys. I might join your your lifestyle in a year or two. But just one more year. I've told myself one more year, 2024. I've got just a few more things that I want to research and create content on. And then after that, I think I'll, have, I'll be satisfied. And I'll say, you know what? Enough being a poor, a poor broke-ass mofo living in a little city that no one's ever heard of because there's no place I can afford to live. Enough of all of that. Now it's time to go and get a normal job and give up my life for money and spend my money on nice things. I think that's what the future might hold for me, folks. I think that might be the case. I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Anyhow, guys, we've already come up towards the end of the second hour. And uh, I've only got through a few of the comments. Uh, let me just play the rest of this message from Gabriel. And about the tips part, uh, could you also add Re- Revolut? So he's asking me, because at the moment, if you want to give, if you want to send a tip to JLB, there's only a PayPal or a Bitcoin option. He's asking if I can add Revolut. Uh, Gabriel, I will look into it, but probably not is my answer. My answer is probably not, but I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can add a Revolut. But honestly, man, if PayPal and Bitcoin don't work, don't worry about it. Like, I appreciate you suggesting that, but 
this idea of everyone who comes to me says, oh, can you add this, can you add that? I'm like, no, it's, it's there, there's a PayPal and the, the Bitcoin. If you can't send money that way, then don't even worry about it. It's not a big deal. It's the thought that counts. This application, Revolut, uh, to the website for the guys from Europe, from the people from Europe, uh, it's basically free and PayPal takes some uh, some tax from it, right? Yeah, PayPal takes like 4%, something like that, which to me is not a big deal. They're, it's a service. So if they're facilitating these transfers and it's a very easy user interface, PayPal, they take about 4%. I've got no problem with that. About the Bitcoin part, the Bitcoin address, well, it's uh, last time I checked, it's around $40 per transaction. So I wouldn't expect much income from this side. Maybe add like uh, additional version as a Monero or Ethereum or BNB or something like that. Actually, that is a good idea. I should add Litecoin. That's a good idea. I'm going to make that one of my actionable items for this week to add a Litecoin option because that is easy. And he's right. Bitcoin, the transfer fees are pretty high. Hmm. Good point, Gabriel. Thanks again. Oh, thank you, Gabriel. Now, he did leave a second message, but I might save that one for next week. I'm going to read a few more comments from the live stream chat and a few more comments from the Reddit thread and the YouTube video that I made asking this question. Were you always different? Because like I said to you earlier, I believe the answer is yes. So the next one comes to us from B. Glasnost who writes, I have a natural tent. I think, let me, sh- let me start again. I think some people have a natural tendency to wake up. However, even among people who do not have a natural tendency, they are still able to wake up, but they can only wake up as a result of some kind of traumatic or emotionally harrowing experience. I have seen this firsthand in my own family. Interesting comment. Redneck Reno says, it happened to me, John, once I quit drinking and doing drugs. Very interesting. Mr. Humpty Dumpty says, yes. (laughs) Thanks for the comment, Mr. Humpty Dumpty. Cyhop9220 says, To me, the term awake or wake up means enlightenment. In some, maybe all Buddhist schools, there is a belief in instant enlightenment through a variety of causes. Enlightenment, as I see it, is the ability to see through the fake reality and connect with the true nature of the world, and I believe a sudden shock can trigger this way of seeing things. Obviously, not all people are capable of achieving this state of mind, but I do have faith that a higher percentage than we would expect are indeed capable of having an independent mind. Well, what percentage, Sihop? Like, what percentage? In your mind, roughly, like, this is your best guess. Obviously, you don't know and I don't know. But what is your best guess of the proportion of the people in the English-speaking Western world who have the latent capacity to start to see through things like the NASA Moonlander? Do you think it's 5%, 20%, 50%? That's what I want to know. Because in my reality, I used to think, I used to believe it was like, 80 or 90% of people, like a really high proportion is what I used to believe many years ago when I was more idealistic. Now, on something that's super easy like the Moonlander, I'd be surprised if it was even 20%. Even have the latent capacity for it, right? But of course, the Moonlander is easy, man. It's child's play. How about things like the history hoax? How many people will ever be able to wrap their head around the idea that there is no recorded human history, documented, verifiable, chain of custody known, written human history that goes back more than a few hundred years? 
Most of you listening right now still can't wrap your head around that. You think I'm just making that up. And you haven't gone and double-checked. And you're not going to go, go and double-check. You can't. You can tell yourself that you can, but you can't. There's something stopping you. And you don't know what that is. I've got a theory about what that is, actually. So even most of the so-called awake people still cannot let go of the programming of ancient history. And they're never going to be able to. So the number of people who have let go, and even the history hosts, even this one isn't that difficult for those who are willing to do their own work. Even that one. You're, going to, you're talking about 0.0007% of the population have any idea what's going on. And I'm, some of the people listening to me right now, or watching this live stream right now, you've been hearing me say that the books don't go back more than a couple hundred years. You've been hearing me say that for years now. And most of you haven't spent so much as one minute in a library trying to debunk me about that. And you're not going to either. You're, you weren't put here to do your own research. Just as the normies weren't put here to wake up, you think you've woken up, but you haven't. And that is evidenced by the work that you do trying to deprogram yourself, which is zero. And listening to me or watching TikTok videos, isn't that's not research. So even most of you listeners here, you think you've woken up. And, and that's very, that's very, that's very cute, little Billy. Yes, you've woken up. Yes, of course you have. Yes, you do your own research. You watch YouTube. Yes, you've woken up. Yes. JLB, I'm too busy to read books. Don't you know, I've got this and I've got this. And I'm like, yeah, how much time do you spend on your, on your smartphone? How much time do you spend on it? Three hours a day, four hours a day, five hours a day. Yeah. But you're too busy to read some books? You're not too busy. There's a different reason why you don't do it. There's a different reason why you cannot do it. And that has to do with what you were put here for in this realm. And it wasn't to deprogram yourself. Most of you cannot deprogram yourself. You might be able to parrot some good ideas that you hear from people. But that's about the limit. And you know what? Just as the normies are quite happy in their silly belief systems, you can be quite happy in yours as well. Yeah, there was an ancient Greece. JLB is just exaggerating. Oh, so what if JLB read some books? He must have... Missed the book that... Yeah. Tell yourselves that, folks. Tell yourselves that. Take yourself back to that happy place. Yes. Alrighty, where was I? Okay, so a lot more comments. Uh, Dartball fan says, I was a standard issue PMC track normie up until my junior year of college. I had a shum of shock therapy because my college was a leading edge of US grievance politics activism. And I interacted with some people who are thought leaders today... The divergence between what I was observing and the mainstream narratives was what started me questioning things. This is another terrific comment. So guys, what I recommend you do is, if you like these kinds of questions and conversations, go and check out Conspiracy Nopol on subreddit. So it's just like conspiracy, but with the five letters N-O-P-O-L at the end. These are the kinds of conversations that I post on that subreddit. Other people post stuff as well. They post videos to General Smedley Butler, Somebody's saying is sugar addiction caused by giving children sugar. Somebody's talking about Michael Jordan. He didn't really retire because of gambling. It was because of match fixing is the allegation that this person is making. There's people talking about scalar waves and Tesla technology. There's all kinds of stuff. But generally, my threads will be asking questions about things to do with how we live our lives. How do we get ahead? What do we think? Why do we think that, etc. And then I usually like to use the responses as a foundation for these kinds of live streams, like the one that we just did today for Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight. So go and check out Conspiracy No Pole subreddit. It's not like the rest of Reddit. I can assure you of that. Okay, so I read a few of the comments. We've got still 50 people watching live. That's incredible. 
given that I was just mocking a, quite a large bulk of you for your inability to deprogram yourselves, that's phenomenal. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read out a few more of the live stream comments, and then we're going to wrap up the show at two hours. You're either watching this as a live stream as I'm doing it, or you're listening on delay as a podcast, either downloading or streaming via the John LeBin, the John LeBon, I should say, Podbean, or JohnLeBon.com. So these late night truth lounges are available for free. You can either watch a live stream in video form, or you can listen to the audio, download it or stream it the next day, where I, like I said, remove the dead air at the beginning and the end, make it sound better and upload it as a standalone thing. And it's all for free. It's usually, most episodes are about two hours and they're available through JohnLeBon.com or the JohnLeBon Podbean. And I hope you are enjoying the show. Let me know. Send me an email. Do a voicemail. Maybe even consider sending a tip. Just do something to let me know that you value the show. And if I believe that there is enough support for it, moral or financial, either either is good. Send me some moral support or send me some financial support. Either one is enough for me. I can do this show weekly if you think that's a good idea. So thank you to those of you who left the voicemail messages. Thank you to Lindsay, to Mike, and to Gabriel. And then uh, thank you to all the people who left comments on the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit thread that I created on this question. And to the people who left the comments on the video. I didn't get through all of them, obviously, but I did get through the top ones, as I said I would do. So I'll do something similar to this for next week. It'll be a different question with a different idea, where I'll be asking you for your opinions on stuff. I'll be saying, guys, here is what I think. Here is why I think it. What do you think? I want to read or hear what you think. I want to respond to it. And sometimes I learn good things. Sometimes I don't. But it's worth trying. And maybe some people, as I read out your comments, other people listening, they get something out of your commentary as well. So this can be a productive, this can be a collaborative thing that we're doing here for the Late Night Truth Lounge. I'm happy to sit here and host it. I'm happy to re-upload it as MP3 the next day. I'm happy to do all of this. And it'll only really work if those of you who can get involved do get involved, leaving your comments and what have you. So I appreciate all of you who did that. So let's read out a few more of these live stream chat comments, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. We're almost done here. Yes, we're coming towards the end of this late night truth lounge. Yeah, yeah, boy. Let's take a look. Okay, there's lots of stuff here. Let me just scroll down. Sean Hamer says, getting out of the rabbit hole leaves you in a much better place than fighting forever in a scapegoat hunting shooting gallery against enemies who may or may not exist. Getting out of the rabbit hole. Which rabbit hole? Ms. L says that people are chastised for having babies at home. Well, like I said, I did interview just a few days ago a couple, a young couple who just had their first baby and they avoided the medical industrial complex entirely. Okay, no radiation, no mutilation, no veonation, no nonsense, no monkey business. They had a home birth. So it can be done. Now, I was asking them personal questions such as, what did your family think about this? Did you have your peer group trying to pressure you to go along with the mainstream? Questions of this nature. And their responses were basically along the lines of, yeah, of course. A lot of people think that we're strange or crazy. Like I'm paraphrasing the general gist of the conversation. But you know what they did? They put their baby first, which is what all parents tell themselves they do, but very few actually do. And they weathered the peer pressure storm and they they successfully delivered their baby at home, which, if you think about it logically, is probably where a baby should be born. It's actual home, not a building with angel wings and snakes in the logo on the front. 
folks, how obvious do they have to make it to you? How obvious do they have to make it to you? They put snakes and fucking angel wings on the building. Now, if you see that symbol and you still go there to deliver your baby, do you know what that makes you? To me? Do you want to know? Do you really want to know, folks? Well, I'd rather not say. Okay, Peck Beck McKeck says, Witsit did a good stream on childbirth before having their daughter. They also refused all pharmacaea rituals. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I have no idea who Witsit is, but if it's true that they avoided the medical industrial complex when they delivered their baby, then that, to me, says that they're probably going to be good parents. Yeah, just avoid radiating your baby, and your baby's already off to a better start than most of its peers. Oh, but JLB, if the ultrasound was dangerous, how come babies don't die from it? Okay, so... You know what? We don't have time. We don't have time. SR says, it is so funny how it looks exactly like early 70s special effects designs. He's talking about the Lunar Lander. Our master says, I was always different too. People didn't even like when I was asking additional questions at university. I was always driven to know more. I wanted to know how things work. So I'm guessing our master's talking about, say, being in a lecture or a tutorial. And yeah, if you ask one question, that's one thing. If the same person asks multiple questions, you can actually see the other kids in the lecture theatre or in the tutorial room. They start like, you know, exhaling loudly, crossing their arms, rolling their eyes. I've seen it many times. Now, fortunately, I was smart enough that I knew not to be that kid asking those extra questions, especially because most of the time, you don't even need to. So it kind of actually is a waste of time. But the point is, yeah, you see this, and I'm sure you guys, even if you didn't go to university, pardon me, I'm sure even if you didn't go to university, you would have seen this at high school or school or just in different environments. The person who asks more than one question, it starts to piss other people off. People don't like that. Okay, what else have we got here? Ollie Guring says that JLB is right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time I am. A lot of the time I'm wrong as well. It happens, you know. It's all part of the process, isn't it? Joey Williams says, I've got green eyes as well, JLB. Hmm, interesting. I wonder how many people. If you could somehow get all the people who can see through the NASA nonsense into a room, have green eyes, starting to see a pattern. Although, in fairness, a very small sample size. Not a sufficient sample size, I would suggest. Mike G says 2015 was the truther golden age. Yes, those were more innocent times, Mike G. Much more innocent times. Can you believe that was almost a decade ago now? Goodness gracious me. Mike G says, I used to buy into the Alex Jones BS and David Icke. You have to start somewhere. Yes, you do. You've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. Go away says, very funny, John. I'm not sure what he's referring to there. There's a lot of comments that I'm trying to scroll back through here. David Sawyer says, man, too bad. This is a good stream. Oh, no, man, too bad. He spelled too wrong. Man, and he didn't use a, a comma. Right? I think what he's trying to say is, man, too bad. This is a good stream. But my sister talks too much and gets angry hearing this type of information. They think I really need medication for being a skeptic. JLB is 100% right. I don't know about 100%. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But certainly my track record is second to none in this scene. And anybody who disagrees with me, Oh, JLB, you're being too... Okay, fine. Please email me or leave a voicemail or somehow let me know who you think is putting out content, be it podcasts or videos or articles, which, by the way, I do all three. 
Let me know of somebody who releases anything that you think is overall better than my work. And I want to go and read their work and learn from them because I'm still learning. So please tell me who's doing better work than me. This is not, a, I'm not being a smart ass. I'm not trying to be uh, somehow uh, facetious here. If someone's doing better work than me, and maybe they are, I want to go and learn from them. So let me know via email, voicemail, somehow, who is putting out better content than me. I'd love to know. And I'm not, I'm not being a smart ass. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to other content creators out there. But if you look at my canon of work, I think it speaks for itself. And remember, there's a ton of free content at johnthebond.com. If you, quote unquote, can't afford a membership at johnthebond.com, there's a ton of free content there as well. Yeah? Tons. Go to johnthebond.com and go and check it out. It's incredible. Mike G says, I'm five ten and a half, bro. Oh, there you go. In this day and age, Mike G, if you were in the daddy market, you would be better off just saying you're six foot. I think that's how it works these days. Joey Williams says, I'm 5'11", but when measured by a doctor, dead straight, I'm six foot. Well, how does that work? Like, how can you be two different heights? Uh, let's see. Go Away says, JLB's solo ranting is my favorite content. Hmm, interesting. You should check out my series, Falling Down the Rabbit Hole. My goodness gracious me. It's up to four hours and counting that series. And the second episode of that that I recorded, I went into mad... I had three coffees that day. Usually I have one coffee. Sometimes two. That day I had three. And I stayed up late and I got all of my notes ready for this presentation, part two of Falling Down the Rabbit Hole. And I just went nuts. Like, you, if you didn't know better, you'd think I was on some kind of illicit substance. It was really... Talk about solo ranting. Although it wasn't really ranting. I was going through notes, but I was speaking at like 3x speed. It was ridiculous, man. Alrighty, where else were we? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Where was I? Live stream chat. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, who else have we got here? Ali. No, all the gearing says JLB spitting truth. Yes, thank you very much. Maris MM says that sub, the conspiracy no pulse sub, is very nice. Way better than the conspiracy one. Jaw says, I hope you read my comment. I will go back later after you finish. You know what, Jaw, for you, I will read your comment. Where did you leave it? Was it on the video upload? Let's see if I can find your name. Numby Num's in there. Jans Terzalecki is in there. Duchess Gem 1, Chimerick, Franny 2311. I don't see you in there. Maybe you're on Conspiracy No Poll. Let me go and see if I can find your comment in there. But if you use a different username, then I'm not going to know it's you, am I? Barn Doors Wide Open, Vans Lamb 6... Ozone Laters, Anulf, Far Arrival, Anonymous Liberations, I don't like that guy. Illustrious Tap 8861, Decode Reality, When when It's Time You'll Know, Ramagam, Blitzer 046, he's an interesting character. He's one of these complete normie scientism believers who's actually intelligent, probably earns good money at a decent job, probably is respected by his friends and peer group, probably lives a life that in many ways is good, and he's intelligent. But you show him the NASA lander. He, all he can see is an object that went to the moon. That's all he can see. That's all he can ever see. This is a point I don't think I've made very well in this presentation. And this is not really a presentation. It's a live stream. But a lot of people still think that humans base their beliefs on evidence. That's not how it works. Humans are nowhere near as logical as we were led to believe when we were young. So Blitzer 046 is a smart dude, but he's absolutely hopeless and blind to the reality of this, of, uh, this realm. And you know what? He's fine probably leads a decent life. His life could be better than mine. For one thing, he's probably not... I'm guessing he's not broke. I'm guessing he's not poor as shit eating with the pensioners every day. Eating at the place where the pensioners eat because he's got no money. Probably he can eat whatever food he wants. Probably lives in a decent suburb in his actual home city. 
So just by these facts alone, probably is living a more comfortable life than me. You don't need to see the truth, quote unquote, to lead a good life. You don't. And anybody who tells you otherwise is talking shit. Period. Captain FM is in there. Savage 33. Nah, dude, I don't see your jaw. So, sorry, bro, I can't read your comment. I don't know where you left it, but we have come to the end of my two hours that I allocate for this show. So, once again, I want to say to everybody, thanks if you did leave a comment on my YouTube upload. If I didn't read your comment, I'm sorry, but I don't have time to read all the comments. I just read the ones at the top, which is why it's a good idea to leave a detailed comment. Those are the ones that tend to get voted up the most. So I tried to read a few comments from the YouTube video that I made and from the Reddit thread that I created. And if you're listening to this via Reddit, I recommend you check out my YouTube channel. If you're listening to this via my YouTube channel, I recommend you check out the Reddit. If you're interested in people discussing what they think, that's what I suggest. Or if you're just here for JLB, you like the JLB shtick, that's fair enough as well. A lot of people do. They find me entertaining, amusing. Some of them watch me because they love me. Some watch me because they hate me. A lot of them watch me because they love to hate me or they hate to love me. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's bizarre stuff. But I am what I am. I'm John LeBond, coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. And this has been Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight, via YouTube for the stream and via Podbean for the uh, MP3 version. I'll be back in a week or two or three, maybe in a month. It really depends on you guys. If I get some good moral support via email or voicemail, if I get some decent financial support, just a few tips, just something so I know that people value this stuff, I'll be back next week. But otherwise, maybe we'll be back in a month or so. I don't know. It just depends how I feel. So that'll do us. Let's go out with the John the Bond song. I hope you guys all have a lovely day. If anything I've said didn't make sense to you today, feel free to contact me and I can put you in touch with the information that I think will help you, whether it's to do with so-called ultrasound or to do with so-called dinosaurs or heliocentrism or anything that I've spoken about. Feel free to contact me and I can send you a link to some material that I've done, some publicly available, all the topics I talk about, I can send you publicly available material if you're genuinely interested in finding out why I say stuff like this so that you can then go and do your own research and deprogram. I can't do the deprogramming for you. Nobody can. And let me tell you something. Most of the people who are here, if this episode gets 500 downloads, say, you have to understand most of those 500 don't, they're not here to deprogram. They're not. They don't have to be. There's only maybe a few dozen people who are genuinely interested in undoing the bullshit that's in their brain. And that requires work. That requires reading stuff, taking notes, not listening to people and then just adopting their beliefs, but doing your own work. It takes work. Most people have no interest in doing that. I would argue most of them couldn't do it if they wanted to. That's not what they're here for. But if you're genuinely interested in deprogramming and doing your own work, there's a lot of material out there. There's scientific studies. There are books that you can read that will help you, that I have read that have helped me. And I'm more than happy to put you onto those things so you can do your own work. JohnLeBon123 at gmail.com. I hope you've all enjoyed the show. Like I said, Late Night Truth Lounge, episode number eight on February 6 and 7, 2024. Big thanks to all the members at JohnTheBond.com who actually support independent media. A lot of people say they support it and they believe in it and they care about it. Their actions, how they live their lives, say something very different. But the members of JohnTheBond.com actually support this stuff. So a big thanks to all of them. They know who they are. And to all of you who are listening or watching, I truly hope you've enjoyed this presentation. And I hope you have a lovely evening, a lovely day, a lovely week. I might not see you again for a month or so. Have a great month. I wish you guys all the best. Even if you believe we live in a giant spinning ball or in dinosaurs. Even if you cooked your baby in the womb like a goddamn redact. It doesn't matter to me. I wish you all the best. 
And that's all I have to say. So let's go out with the John LeBond song, Yeah, Yeah, Boy. This is from Troll Access, an absolute classic, an all-time classic. The John LeBond song, Yeah, Yeah, Boy. You guys enjoy yourselves, and remember, like I used to always say, no more monkey business. John LeBon, or is it less than idiom? 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 Cause they say that you're a shill with things that you say. Sit on that fence all day. John, this is Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to let you know your content here on JohnLeBond.com is just absolutely tremendous. Really, I gotta say, my wife Melania and I have been consuming hours and hours of it. We just love it. We can't get enough of it, frankly. <laughs>